Hey everyone, I'm Brenda and I'm Julia, and you're listening to Roaring Twenties Podcast. Your 20s are known as both the most exciting and most confusing years of your life. We're here to share our stories, to have real and raw conversations, and best of all, to make you feel a little less alone. This podcast was brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Roaring Twenties Podcast. Hi, Brenda. Hi, Julia. You just froze on me, so if you said anything else, I didn't hear you, but hello. I just said hi, Brenda, and then you took seven years (laughs) to say hello to me. Oh, okay, that's why. But hello. Hello, hello. (laughs) Hello, hello. Happy Monday. Here we are. Back again. Back again. Sadie's back. 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 Back Back again. Sadie? It's shady. (laughs) (laughs) Sadie. (laughs) I just feel fun. Sadie's an innocent name. I know. I did 305 this morning, and the the CEO, her name is Sadie. Mm-hmm. So that's where I got confused, I guess. A likely story. <laughs> Sadie's back. It's definitely Shady. Back again. It's 100% Shady. Why did I think that it was Sadie? I don't know, but it just doesn't feel like it flows the same. I sang that with full confidence, too. You, yeah, you did. Speaking of confidence, what's our episode oh. about today? <laughs> Today we wanted to talk about confidence. <laughs> um, it's something that I feel like can be taboo or judged or just like people can view it differently depending on where they are in their lives. I for so long like didn't even think it was possible um, and I thought only certain types of people could have confidence. So it's just I think it's going to be an interesting conversation. Um, on, on Friday you guys are going to hear from Kylie Lewis. She's an author and she's also a podcast host and she actually wrote a book coming clean and it's all about stop to stop searching and start living. So after she hit her own rock bottom she made this whole life transformation and you guys will hear about that so she was actually on the bachelor and then went from healing struggling with substance abuse and she felt like she wasn't living up to her full potential she became a full-time artist coach podcast host and she went from feeling depressed and insecure to fully alive healthy confident and passionately in love so um her story is super powerful and we wanted to take some time to really reflect on what confidence means to us and what it means to the world i guess Definitely. And what I really like about Kylie's, like, story is that it's just a nice reminder of, like, yeah, you could be really unhappy with your life and you could be at what you think might be your low or rock bottom or there's, even if you're not unhappy in your life, but there's changes that you want to make in your life, like, it's never too late to do that. Like, there is always time, there is always space, there is always room to make a change in your life. And you Mm -hmm. don't have to be at that rock bottom place to to make a change and you don't have to be have you know a a thousand supporters to make a change like you there's always room and there's always time and that's what I really like about Kylie's story that it's just that reminder of like it's not too late if you want to make a change in your life you can absolutely no I, I, I love that too and I think she articulates it really well in her book kind of the beginning of the interview she does talk about the layout of the book so we wanted to make sure that we gave you guys a little background on her story just so you didn't go into it being like what are we talking about here and 
it, it's laid out so in such a cool way that she'll go into you'll hear on Friday get excited for that but that's a little bit about Kylie and we're definitely super inspired by her and hope that you consider checking out her book because we really did enjoy it yeah and all her all her stuff's cool like her blog is cool her podcast is cool she's she's a cool gal and I'm excited to talk <laughs> about confidence today but Brenda before we talk about confidence do you know what time it is no it, I have no clue you don't know not a clue. Oh my god, Lost. it's 10.45. No, Julia! <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, not that time. It's time for Pride and Pickle! <laughs> yes! Yeah, it Woohoo! Oh, there's a little a little thing added to it. It's a Oh, woo-hoo. should I add that all the time? Pickle! I don't know. Woohoo! <laughs> We're gonna crowdsource. We'll see. We'll see what the people think. Perfect. Perfect. Let us know. Shoot us a DM. Let us know what your thoughts are on Wahoo or no Wahoo. (laughs) Try to kick it off. Okay. So my pride is that on Monday I am starting Op 45 with the Ladies Edge, which is super exciting. Um, It is not just a program; it's like a mission-based movement. That's their little slogan. Um, So it's 45 days. Of course, there are rest days built into it. Uh, 45 reasons to commit and it's all within the TLE community. The reason why I love it is because it comes along with this workbook that only Julia can see but it's I love an intentional anything and it has like you can time block which is really cool. You can do your gratitude, some thoughts that you have, your daily notes. We if love you're comfortable, journey. we really do. If you're comfortable, it like has a little section for like tracking your water. And it's not like tracking calories or anything like that, but it does. I love the way they approach nutrition, which is like making sure you get enough protein and carbs and fats and veggies. And the veggie box is always my struggle. So yeah, I'm really excited. And it, I think it's a great way to also, it has like a little box for today's feels. <laughs> so like Aww. to keep track of how you're feeling and love what you want to get done. So yeah, I'm excited about that. Super fun. And then my pickle would be that I'm kind of better about this right now, but I, I'm just going to share this anyway, that I felt kind of like impatient. I I mentioned that I got to see Chris this past week, which was amazing. And I feel kind of better now, but I've, even with things that really inspire me, like videos that I love to watch or podcasts I like to listen to, I keep having this feeling of like wanting to learn all of the information and be inspired without watching it, without dedicating yeah. time to it. Uh-huh. It's like it's, it's like such a weird thing. Um, I even I think I think like, a lot of people will relate to that. Yeah. Okay. I'm glad. That's why I wanted to share it because it's so not it's not commonly like me. But um, I don't know. I, I purchased like um, this e course and all this stuff actually on confidence by Mary's Cup of Tea. Oh. And yeah, and she I I got like I'm only very little into the course, but um, I just wanted to I really value her opinion and and all this stuff, but. Although I value her so much, it has nothing to do with her, her content, her podcast I'm listening to, all these things. I feel like I'm like, oh, I just want to know without dedicating all this time. It's this weird, like, resistance. But it's also, it can be an uncomfortable topic. So, yeah, that's my pickle. No, I think a lot of people can relate to that and, like, wanting to be at a certain place in our life or, like, in our emotional life or physical life or whatever it is without having to do the work because the work is hard. Like, and... Exactly. I think I think a lot of us would choose to to just like you know attain certain things without having to um, dedicate a lot of time and energy because mm-hmm. that's it's hard. It is hard, and I think there's something 
really difficult about enjoying the process of something um because we just want to be at that like final final goal whether whether it's even literally like gaining knowledge from a video <laughs> like we just want to be at the end and know all the things without mm-hmm. feeling challenged to an extent so yeah yeah how what would you define your pickle as nope your pride well actually this week i think my pride and my pickle are the same thing Ooh. i will Constant. explain the pride part of it is that i'm psychic huh Brenda is looking at me very wearily. Well, I confidently say that I'm psychic and she is breaking down my confidence. I'm not. All I said was, huh. Yeah, but that look in your eye, I saw it. Anyway, so the pride part of it is that I'm psychic. The um, pickle part of it is that I my psychic premonition is not a good one. Um, Well, was not a good one. Do you remember uh-huh. back in January when 2020 rolled around and I told you, that I had no universal push to write down any goals. Remember this? I do remember. After you listen to episode one, you, everyone will, will remember. Listen to episode one, you'll know what I'm talking about. I had no, like, usually I like to write down goals. I feel, like, very big on, like, you know, you know, manifestation and writing down what you want and blah, blah, blah. But this year I told Brenda, I was like, Brenda, the universe is, like, not – The universe is, like, not pushing me to write anything down. I have nothing to write down. Like, I have goals that I want to attain, but I don't feel like that I can manifest them at, in, in this 2020 manifestation. And look what happened. There is no goals being reached for anybody because of the queue, because of the corona. And I predicted it in January <laughs> because my the universe was not allowing me to write down any goals. And here's why. Because there's no goals to be achieved. So, well, that's not Damn. true. I have, I have achieved things. And people can certainly achieve things in this time. I'm just saying that um, <laughs> that I knew in January that it was going to be a weird a weird time for for achieving and mm. um i'm psychic so yeah and she's psychic so there you go you heard it here first if you want to contact her for any further information you can reach yeah, her at, at gmail.com <laughs> if you need a reading let me know um starting my reach off at a hundred dollars a minute oh. <laughs> <laughs> hefty <laughs> Um, but the truth of it is, is that, like, I really didn't feel any kind of, like, push to write down stuff at 2020. I knew I had goals that I wanted to achieve, but I felt like, like, I wasn't able to lay out a timeline for myself this year. And I'm, obviously, there's some disappointment with that, but I also am feeling like, hey, maybe deep down you knew that this year wasn't gonna be the year to hit certain milestones, and that's okay. Wow. Because we're all in the same boat. We sure are. And mm, especially, <laughs> it's just so crazy that I, I feel like we didn't expect this to be as long as it is. And of course, there's still so much that's unknown. But I love the way your psychic abilities ultimately led you to a place um, of recognizing that that it's okay exactly to be where you are. And that everyone's in the same boat. We're all united in this crazy, crazy time we call mm-hmm. the queue. And you can um, certainly achieve things during this time. Like, actually, me and Brenda have achieved a lot during this time, and I'm really proud of some things that we've gotten done and some things personally that I've done. But certain goals that I think that I would have set up for myself in January mm-hmm. would have, and I know because they were in my head, even though I didn't write them down, have not been hit. Partially, you know, 
of course there's other things but partially because of what's going on so mm -hmm. you know i'm not definitely saying and i achieve things during this time you certainly can and we have and you know we're very lucky to have our health and everything to be able to do so um but certain things just are not possible and would not yeah happen. Absolutely. There are so many things that restrict even the possibility to consider <laughs> achieving mm -hmm. something. I, I know a lot of, I was actually thinking about episode one because we've had, um, luckily, really exciting. We've had some people, some new listeners that want to start from the beginning to kind of understand our full I story. I so cute. It's so cute. So it's funny to, to have people starting when we are, even as, as podcasters, I like to think in such a different place from where we were. But when I think oh, yeah. about episode one, I'm like, wow, it's gonna, there's gonna be a some time probably mid-year or something where we'll, where we'll reflect on that. But I expected that to be under totally different circumstances. Like for us to do a check-in on, okay, well, this is how I've kind of executed this, but now it's like this whole other factor that doesn't allow us to do that. And a lot of Julia's manifestations were revolving career. Mm -hmm. or, or thoughts or fears or things mm -hmm. that she needs to take pressure of. Yeah. So, yeah. So, here we love, are. Love, love, love. Here we love, are. Love, love. That's my pride and my pickle. Very cool. An unexpected shift and twist. Would you never didn't, have. I didn't know that was coming. No. I had know. no idea. <laughs> no. Well, I really didn't. You keep me on my either. toes as per usual. <laughs> anyway, should we get into the topic of the day? Let's do it. So fun. let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. What what this thing called confidence? We hear about it all the time. Everyone's I think many people are in search of achieving it. We always kind of hear like I feel like well just be confident or like when you're going into something new into a job interview or into a dating situation just be confident. Be confident if we're wanting to look a certain way or feel a certain way um, and we're not pleased about something. It's like well fuck it, just be confident. Or, you know, if we have a different uh, opinion on something or a different style than someone, be confident in that. So it's thrown around a lot. Yeah. That word. So what is what does that confidence mean to you? Yeah, I think for a long time, like I mentioned the, earlier in the episode, I didn't think confidence was for me. Like I always walked around feeling like I needed to apologize. Like I, I really, and now I'm like, what the heck? But I, my whole life, believed that everybody looked at me, no matter what my heart was like, no matter the type of person that I was or what I accomplished, I felt like people constantly, like, felt sorry for me or ashamed for me because of the skin that I was in. So I felt like confidence was just not attainable for me. Um, and part of my, like, whole health, fitness, weight loss, whatever you want to call it, journey originally was based in wanting to feel confident. So as time went on, I now I realize that like that has nothing to do with it. And what I mean by that is I believe confidence starts with being an inside job, like having that self-belief, recognizing your worth, understanding that there is so much more to you than than any one thing, whether it be your body, whether it be your skin, like your physical skin, whether it be whatever, that you are so much more than just one thing. And when I shifted to learning that it starts on the inside, it changed so much for me because it detached so much worth from the way that I look and allowed me to kind of explore all of these other great things about me. And the reason why I say that even with hesitation now is because I think we are all so hesitant. We are so quick to compliment people we love, but we're so hesitant to to recognize and really believe the good things about ourselves because I think, I think there's this 
this resistance to not wanting to seem cocky or maybe we don't actually fully believe that we are incredible in all these ways but when i like think about this like if if we were to ask you person listening name five things you love about yourself i remember when someone asked me that for the very first time i was like uh Mm, (laughs) you know that's hard Um, it is hard like if i and if i were to think about it now i'm like i love that i am a kind-hearted person that is constantly striving to help other people. I love that I constantly take time to reflect on my emotions and my feelings. And I love that I have made it a priority to continue developing. But besides that, that I'm currently already inherently worthy of connection and and all these things. Like, it's something that it took me so long to write Mm -hmm. at my I remember being in my like nutritionist's office and she asked me those questions and I'm like, I, I really don't know. I don't think I have anything. But yeah, I just think it's such a complicated topic. What, what are your thoughts? But I, I love a lot of what you said, Brenna. I mean, I love all of what you said, but like things that stood out to me, like I love that none of those things that you just said that you love about yourself are about your physical appearance. Mm-hmm. And when you think about something, when you think, okay, yeah, sometimes it's hard to find th- five things I love about me, but I can easily find five things that I love about you or about other people in my life that I care about. And if I think about the things, the, th- the five things that I would tell you or the five things that I would tell Chris or the five things that I would tell Haley or Caitlin or whoever it is, not one of those things for any of those people would have anything to do with physicality like those Mm. are not the things that come to my mind like when I think about the five things that I want to tell and that's not just for you like that for all of the people in my life that I can think of five million things I love about them not one of those things is physical it's about their character it's about what they put out into the world and I think that like it's an important reminder I think when sometimes we someone asks us what we love about ourselves our first thought could be go to well what physical things do I love about myself I love my eyes or I love my hair or like whatever it is but when when you stop and think about what those five things you would tell people in your life that you love I I feel pretty confident to say that for most for most people when you're thinking about other people they're not going to be physical things yeah I agree. And I think especially when you know, I think especially when you know someone on a, even a little bit below surface level, um, I don't think it's a bad thing, even like you said, to be like, oh, Julia has beautiful eyes. She does. She has great eyes, great eye color. Um, Julia has a great butt. She does. Like, it's the oh truth. <laughs> but you, but those aren't the things that like, that stand out to me when I think about Julia or when I think about other people in my life. And I think it's such a good point to recognize that like people aren't really thinking about that stuff. And it doesn't mean that like we can't like try and be stronger. Like I, I was having a conversation with Arielle where she was like, I don't think there's anything inherently wrong with like wanting more toned arms or like no, wanting all those no. things. And I read something so cool and it was so it, it was just really eye-opening because it said it's okay to be passionate about fitness and achieving aesthetic goals. It's not okay to judge myself based on my appearance or my ability to achieve those goals. It's okay to find joy in my ability to grow, evolve, and transform my body. It's not okay to think that I have to be doing that to be worthy of respect and affection. It's okay if I like my body to look a certain way. It's not okay to hinge any amount of my value on whether or not my body looks a certain way. Worthiness is concrete. My value doesn't sway. It doesn't come and go based on my weight or what I see in the mirror. It's solid. And so is yours. Oh, and I, I just that. 
loved that because it it just wholly made so much sense yeah and i think that you can admire you can admire physical things about people other people but i don't know if admiration and love are the same thing Agreed entirely. And also that was by Macy Phillips Fit, just because that's her caption, just to give her some credit. <laughs> Thanks, Macy. I love that name. Macy. But you know, right. like I could say I, I admire your hair or whatever, but I'm not going to say the thing I love about Brenda is her hair. Oh, 100%. Those are different things. And I think that we can easily get those things confused. But when it comes to like telling ourselves what we love about ourselves in order to help on the journey of growing confidence that you'll find that when when you realize that the things that you would tell other people are not physical that it's it's easier to tell to tell yourself the deeper things that matter yeah definitely and also i i think that we go around like seeing ourselves differently than we see other people at least i do and i was having this conversation with ashley and i'm curious as to what your thoughts are on this but we were like mind blown after this conversation (laughs) Because we were talking about how like for her dating and for me and my relationship and like how to be confident, but we have these insecurities and we feel needy and like all this stuff. And we were talking about how we build other people, whether it's our significant other, the person we're trying to pursue, our friends, we put all these people on a pedestal and are like actively trying to reach where they are Mm -hmm. and like forget that there's so much good inherently within ourselves. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's so crazy to me because I see so much good in people around me, but then it's, it's like I forget. And then Mm -hmm. it's, it's hard in the moment to be like, you know what? I'm a boss ass bitch. Like I, I'm a 10 out of 10. I'm a 10 out of 10, Liz Earl. Like I, and that's the stuff that we need to remind ourselves is like, why are we built? Of course, those people are awesome. But like, why do we not take the time to remember that like, we are awesome too. Like we, we do so much for ourselves and for other people. And, and we have so much love to give. We're so reflective. Like there's so many good things that we could say about ourselves that we forget when we're too busy comparing and building others up and trying to figure out where we fall short, you know? Well, I, I, I totally know. And I think that, like, for me, at least, there's two, and I want to hear what it is for you and how you made that change in mm-hmm. your life about what you were just talking about, about in your confidence in relation to your physical self and being able to, able to identify the things that you love about yourself. I want to hear how you got there. But for me, I feel like there's two key components to confidence to self-confidence I think one of them is the way we speak to ourselves and I think that that really goes hand in hand with what you were just saying and I'll get into that first and then the second thing I think is we've mentioned it a million times it's something that I learned from Ed Milet is keeping the promises that we make to ourselves so I think for me at least those are the two things that really inform my confidence or lack of confidence so like in relation to the first thing with what with with with, is what I think goes along with the topic that you were just bringing up is that like how often do we speak so negatively to ourselves if all day long if you had a child if you're or if you knew a child and all day long you told that child she's ugly 
she's not good enough. She's not worthy of love. She's not this. She's not that. Whatever that stuff, that child would have no confidence. That child would probably be quite depressed. They would not thrive in their life because they would have, all they would have heard about themselves is negative things. And like how much of the day do we spend saying negative things like that to ourselves? And it's so crazy to me because like, and I do it. I do it all the time. And it's so crazy to me to look on the outside and be like, you would never say that stuff to someone you loved or to a child or to, you know, whoever. But you spend 99% of the day, a lot of days, saying that stuff to yourself. And how do we expect ourselves to have confidence when all of the time we're telling ourselves we suck, we're not good enough, we're not pretty enough, we're not worthy enough, talented enough, whatever it is. How how do we expect to achieve confidence if that is the story we're telling ourselves all day? And so I think that like the, the really big shift, and Kylie actually talks about this with mirror work in her episode, is like needing to shift the way that we speak to ourselves. And that is hard. It's hard. But if we're actively doing it and actively trying or at least stopping ourselves before we're about to say something negative, I think that that's a really big component in building confidence. Yeah. Oh, I agree so, so, so much. Um, I think that the way that we speak to ourselves shifts the way that we see ourselves and then in turn how we see other people and the world. So if we're walking through life having self-belief and in turn confidence, like it it shifts everything because it shifts the way we even carry ourselves. And I think also with confidence, sometimes when you're not there, showing up in confidence can soon lead you to to feel the confidence and then believe in it, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Like I, yeah. I remember, I've, I've spoken about this before, but when I was at a really, really low point and went to visit people um, in college, I was anything but confident. <laughs> but I chose to show up in confidence and to show up reminding myself of what people do love about me and, and just showed up in the right energy. And I think confidence is attractive I think it's magnetic like there is something about being around a person that exudes this energy of and when I say confidence I hope everyone it's like it's it's this positive energy surrounded in yes. self-belief and like all these things like I'm not Ooh, thinking I about love someone that definition like, Brenda's Ooh. definition of confidence I love it what say it again it's positive <laughs> I forgot energy. it I was that was so beautiful rooted in self-belief it's a positive energy rooted in self-belief and self-love I would add and self-love. Oh my gosh. I think that's beautiful. <laughs> beautiful. We should honestly, let's, let's, um, let's get it in the I dictionary. Wonder, I actually wonder what the dictionary definition for confidence is. I'm going to look it up. Please do. That's like, actually very interesting. We talk about it so much and I don't even know the real definition of it, but I like our definition. I, me either. I like it too because for a while I honestly like mistook it for being someone that's like full of themselves in a a negative way to an extent like in a way that puts other people down and I don't think that's what it is I don't think it has anything to do with actually having such a I almost believed it to be like an obsession with yourself that that brought others down around you and I don't think it's that at all I think it's an energy that is so infectious and magnetic that it makes everyone around you want to be a better version of themselves and builds them up along the way. Mm-hmm. Here's so, the, there's three definitions. They're very interesting. Them. So the first one is the feeling or belief that one can rely on someone or something. Firm trust. Mm-hmm. So that I think really goes with what I was talking about. What what Ed Milet talks about of yeah. keeping promises we made to ourselves because that builds trust and therefore confidence. And then the second one is the state of feeling certain about the truth of something. So I think that's more of like you're confident in something. So being confident in yourself that like 
the truth of who you are. And yeah. then the third one is more in line with the one that we just said is a feeling of self-assurance arising from one's appreciation of one's own abilities or qualities. Wow. Honestly, all really great. All great. I love them all. And and they all do touch on every section of it. And I think the first one about the and my let and keeping promises to yourself, it that really shifts it to kind of what what you do, not in like judging yourself in areas of achievement, but I think it it just takes away from all of, I guess, the physical and like all of those things. But I can vouch. I've literally watched someone in this past week shift their habits and behaviors from feeling like they weren't showing up from the, for themselves to setting up a routine of sorts, showing up for, themse- for themselves. And I swear mm-hmm. that their energy was entirely different mm-hmm. because they were keeping promises to themselves. Like right. I've seen it not only with myself, with things that you share with me, um, with other people in my life, but literally within this past week have seen someone shift their energy entirely as a result of making promises and keeping them. <laughs> yeah, like to that first definition again, the feeling or belief that one can rely on someone or something, firm trust. Like if, 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 someone in your life, not you, if someone, let's say you, Brenna, if I, you had told me over and over and over that you were going to keep these certain promises to me or do these things for me that I asked you to do and you didn't do them, like after a couple times, I'd stop trusting that you're going to do them. I'd stop believing in you. I'd stop being confident in that you're going to show up for me. And then, you know, if, if you made a change and then continuously showed me that you do the things I asked you to do you show up for me when I need you to show up I'm going to start believing in that again and I'm going to start believing okay I can trust her again I have firm trust that she's gonna show up and do the things that I asked her to do that she told me she's gonna do and the same thing goes for ourselves if continuously we're making these plans for ourselves and we don't show up we're going to stop believing that we can trust ourselves to do the things we ask. But if Mm -hmm. time and time again, we show up, we show up, we show up, we do what we were told to do, we do what we had promised we would do, then you're going to start believing, I can trust me. And when you can trust yourself, just like you would trust someone else, that is confidence. Yeah, and you spend the most time with yourself. Exactly. So like if you you don't feel... Right. So if you don't feel like you can trust yourself, you're going to be carrying yourself so differently if you feel mm-hmm. so ashamed or or don't believe in like I feel that with people with anything that if people are like oh my gosh I didn't do this again like I'm just never gonna do it. I'm a failure like then you start associating deeper meanings and then it's harder to break those thoughts mm-hmm. um so it's so interesting and and what there was what was it about the second the second definition that you said it was something about um uh, the state of feeling certain about the truth of something oh yeah I think I think it's that's an interesting one because we're so with our thoughts there are so many things that are fact in the world and when it comes to our thoughts I feel like we constantly have to choose between what is the truth what is kind of fabricated what is out of fear like all these things so I feel like to define your worthiness and and, and all these things as as being true and inherently real can feel so conflicting Mm -hmm. but um just because it, it's like hard to feel there's confidence comes along with certainty. So having such like unshakable to a degree self-belief can feel so tricky when sometimes we don't keep promises to ourselves mm-hmm. or sometimes we no don't have perfect. days that we don't feel great, you know? Yes, so it's, yeah. it's, it's so tricky, but, but those were interesting. Like I'm glad you put them up. 
Yeah, and I think that we can be more forgiving to ourselves when we don't show up on certain days if we're tired, if we're sick, or blah, blah, if we have a pattern of showing up. If you have a strong mm-hmm. foundation and pattern of showing up for yourself and doing the things that, that you promised you were going to do, of course we can be forgiving to ourselves when there is a day off. Just mm-hmm. like if just like if you told me you were going to do certain things over and over and over and over and you did them every day and you did them all the time and you continuously showed up and then one day you said, hey Jules, I need an off day or like I can't do that today. No problem. Like I would, yeah. my confidence in you would not shake. My trust in you would not shake because you've shown me a pattern of doing what you say you're going to do. And Exactly. You know, and so then we can be forgiving with ourselves when we have an off day or when we can't do something that day or something comes up because we're not, we're mm-hmm. human. No one's perfect. Those days are going to happen. But when mm-hmm. we have that foundation and that base with ourselves, it's so much easier to not be hard on ourselves when those days come up. You know, we could just say, Definitely. I actually, I know that I can show up for myself and I just need, and just today, today this came up or I just need an off day and we can not beat ourselves up for that. Right. And, and I, I think, think that comes Yes, is is having confidence in yourself that it will happen. You know what I mean? Like, it, there's not this, I think a lot of it comes with a lot of people are oriented around like streaks, like, oh, I've done this for X amount of time. And it kind of becomes an obsession almost at times. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, well, I've done this for this amount of time. And I think there's a distinct difference between obsession and discipline and, and morphed with confidence because I, if you have true trust in yourself, and, and a really prime example for me is, I was so all or nothing with like exercise that now I know inherently if I miss a day of exercise, I'm not fearful that my body's going to change overnight. I'm not fearful that I'll never exercise again because I know that I have established a habit and I have confidence in myself that I, it's going to happen tomorrow or the next day. Like I know I won't go more, of, of course, unless there's an extenuating circumstance, but it's not something I fear anymore because I've built that confidence through that consistent habit. Yeah, I think that's a great example. And I think that it also goes to say like you know you can it's not a blanket statement like you you can achieve that confidence and that trust in yourself in certain areas of your life and still need to do work in others like I truly feel that there's certain areas in my life that I'm very confident in and there's certain areas that I still need to lay that groundwork absolutely so it doesn't have to be an all or nothing like you can't I think it's it's a lot to ask of someone starting from the beginning or from the middle or wherever anybody's at to like be confident in every area of your life it's just not possible all at once maybe we can get there I aspire to get there but I know I'm not there right now you know so it's not like you have to be confident in every area of your life to be a confident person take each area make those steps lay that groundwork and like I think that it's a great thing to aspire to be confident in in uh, multiple areas of your life you know yeah and I think that you you make a good point to not be hard on ourselves I I don't I don't want to say I don't know anyone but I think everyone has places where they feel more confident in and, and places where they feel less confident in. So we're all there and we're all in the same boat and continue we're to all be there. <laughs> yeah, and it's a work in progress. It's a work in progress. Like, and there are going to be days that we fall back. But I think it's like laying those foundations and also trying to be aware of the way that we speak to ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to circle back to what you said about like showing up in confidence and then believing mm-hmm. in it. I was listening to someone the other day talk about Muhammad Ali. And Muhammad Ali told everybody that he was unbeatable that he was the best and even in matches when he was beat even in matches when he lost he still said to the world that he was unbeatable 
And now when we think about Muhammad Ali, you think about an unbeatable fighter. That's his legacy because he wasn't unbeatable. He was beat. He lost plenty of times. But what he exuded to the world and what he believed in himself, because that's what he told the world and that's what he told himself, was that he was the unbeatable fighter. And that's what we all believe about him. And I'm sure that that's what he wow. believed about himself. And it's amazing how how that little self-talk that we tell ourselves, we can either tell ourselves that we're not good enough or we can tell ourselves that we're unbeatable and we're going to believe one or the other. So which one do you oh. want to tell yourself? Holy shit. Right? Yeah. No, that, wow. I'm like, sh I'm shook by that, honestly. That, that is so powerful. So true. And I am going to remember this exact story. Uh -huh. in the yeah. Oh, really? I heard that story and it really, it really resonated with me because I was like, yeah, when I think of Muhammad Ali, I think of the unbeatable fighter. I don't think about the times he lost because that's not what he made himself or us think about. And like, yeah. we have that power. And I, oh, I, think, have... I was thinking, yeah, I was thinking about it in relation to myself of like, I tell myself a lot of like, I dip in and out of confidence when it comes to my, when it comes to acting, I dip in and out. And like some days I totally tell myself and I totally believe that I am the best actor. I'm a great actor, blah, blah, blah. And then there's some days where I'm like, I fucking suck. I'm not good enough. Like I'll never achieve what I want to achieve. And and it shifts everything about my energy. But but even if I don't believe it on certain days, even if I even if the little thought in my head is like you're not good enough or you're not a good actor, like whatever it is, I could just tell myself I'm the best actor. I'm the best actor. I'm the greatest actor. And that doesn't mean that I can't learn or grow. Just like even though Muhammad Ali was saying that he was unbeatable and the best, he was practicing every day. He was you know showing up every day growing every day just because you say you're the best to yourself doesn't mean that you can't learn and grow and, and change but like why am I wasting my time going around all day saying that I'm not good enough because if I believe that I'm not gonna be good enough but I can tell myself instead that I'm the best and that I am good and that everything I want I'm going to achieve and it's just I'd so much rather believe in that than the other thing 100%. even if I even if I don't think it's a hundred percent true yeah. And I and I think that also goes along to say, like, also, side note, and Julia's going to be so embarrassed by this, but um, I'll say it quickly so that she doesn't have a moment to feel embarrassed, and then I'll move on to my next thought. But, yeah, like, so with – it's so funny that, like, with acting – it's so funny that people in our lives in ways that they're – that we admire them so greatly that it can be such a great insecurity because in the same way that Julia said to me, like, I would never I, – I, like, I wouldn't look at you and be like, oh, she looks unhealthy. And I'm like, what? But for me with Julia and conversations I've had about Julia in, in this field have been like, if there's anyone in our lives that's going to make it in this space, it's her. And that she has always had like such an authentic energy. Why? I just like start like got teary eyed. I'm not sure why. This oh my God. <laughs> um, but that she's always like from when we were younger, like she's always had such a real way an honest way of approaching a character and I don't know shit I know jack shit about acting besides my like <laughs> my 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 very early years but she's always brought such like a believable honest way no matter what like out of this world character these scary people that she gets cast as or <laughs> whether it's it's someone that's really true to her but she's always just brought like her full real energy and portrayed someone in the way that you would think they would actually be so it's so oh, funny that it's fun. such an I mean it I feel like it's it's so 
I get it, obviously, but it's so interesting to me that that's such a big insecurity for you when it's something that, like, out of the entertainment industry being such a tricky, cutthroat, freaking crazy place, like, it's the, it's a place where out of everyone I've known in this field that I haven't doubted Julia in. So it's, it's just interesting. But to not allow her to, to feel yeah. any... <laughs> move any on, move on. I'm going to move on. And although I already forgot what I was going to say, what were we saying before this? About uh, the Muhammad Ali stuff and like telling ourselves and telling the world, showing up in confidence. Yeah. I, I just think showing up in confidence makes such such a big difference in the way that we yeah. carry ourselves. And it really comes with paying close attention to what we say to ourselves and taking the time to be intentional and not live as passively, which I think a lot of people don't even realize is an option to mm-hmm. like actually change the way that you are like I think a majority of people in this world and it's not their fault by any means I've been one of those people think that like I am the way that I am and that yeah can I change my job can I change this can I change that yes but can I change who I am like at my core if there's something I don't like about myself whether it be like I don't wake up as early as I'd like to or I don't really have a fitness routine I feel like we we come up with these um like one-liners, like, oh, well, Mm. I'm not the type of person that wakes up early. I'm not the person that exercises, you know, Mm. but having to shift that belief to, I am this person. Like, I am a runner. I am an actor. I am this. And and Mm. actually making it part of your identity makes Mm. it so much more personal to you. Yeah, I like that. And I I think that's actually rooted in, in the book Atomic Habits is he talks about when you are let's say in terms of running like if you're saying I am trying to run a marathon like you are really setting a goal whereas if you tie it to I'm a runner um, and I'm going to run the marathon like it's tied to your identity it's who you are and this is what you're trying to do with it but Mm. if it's already part of your identity you're going to work so much harder to continue to keep that up because it's already part of you Mm -hmm. and it's it's very difficult to shift beliefs we already have about ourselves especially if they're so ingrained so if we all have already chosen to believe like I I, I'm I'm lazy you know that's a really really hard thing to believe about yourself because Mm. then anytime an opportunity comes up if you if it feels challenging to any degree you're gonna be like oh well it's not for me because I'm lazy you know, like how hard is that? So simply a, a good place to start. I don't want to say simply because it's 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 hard, but a good place to start is to start to think about the thoughts that you say to yourself. There are so many a day, so obviously you can't go crazy over it, but start to notice which thoughts are most consistent and which thoughts have your most attention and start to try and have, even if you have them written down, adding some positive ones into your yeah. day. And you might not believe them right away. I didn't yeah. for a really long time. Yeah. But now I do. I think we all need to start being a little bit of Muhammad Ali. I agree. I mean, and I'm sure, I mean, I don't know him personally, but like, <laughs> I'm sure that he had days that he didn't believe that, but like the, the say, the, but the telling himself and the telling the world over and over and over, like mm-hmm. you will become that. We do become our thoughts. I heard that someone say this amazing thing the other day about how our thought, oh, what was it? It was like, um, I, I wish that I, I remember who said it and how they said it because I thought it was so powerful it was like our thoughts rule our feelings and our feelings dictate our actions oh yeah maybe Jordan Saya I don't remember who it was but it's so true it's like the difference between thoughts and feelings and then like you know if we think something negative about ourselves, we're going to feel negatively about ourselves, mm-hmm. and then show up negatively for ourselves 
you know? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, so. and, and I, that just goes to show so much about how our thoughts really do shape how we feel and, and what it is that we do. And I'm the reason why I'm literally like running out of words is because I'm actually like really fascinated by this concept, and I hope that this will be yeah yeah I'm, I'm processing all of this as we I, I really am too because I'm like wow how can I implement this better in my life because yeah. <laughs> I, I yeah I and I think that like I I definitely needed this reminder today and like that Muhammad Ali story that I heard yesterday like really sparked me like I think that it's so like sometimes we all need a gentle reminder to like show up for ourselves or be a little kinder to ourselves or you know a reminder to to steps to how to cultivate things in our lives that we want and like that's okay like I certainly needed this reminder it seems like Brenda needed this reminder and like if this is a reminder for you great like get on it start implementing and I'm going to you know I'm gonna start today I'm gonna stop you know I yesterday I talked so negatively to myself so many times and like I'm just not gonna allow it anymore Mm -hmm. I'm gonna yeah and I think right and I think that that catch is really good I was I wrote a recent Instagram post on my balance with Brenda account about how every time had like has anyone ever had that moment where they've learned a new tool or had a breakthrough and they're like oh amazing now I'm gonna implement this and I'm gonna like I'm never gonna be anxious again never gonna be stressed again like I'm never not gonna be confident and I think it's very realistic of you to be like okay it might not be perfect 100% of the time but it's not gonna be yeah and right and and that's what it's about is to like instead of harping on what has happened instead of harping on the thought or harping on yourself to say okay this happened but guess what I'm gonna acknowledge it I'm gonna let it go I'm gonna learn from it and I'm gonna keep trying to Mm -hmm. make the positive more automatic than than the negative because right now I think it might be likely that negative thoughts are more automatic than the positive ones in certain situations especially so yeah I think we'll we'll all take this and whenever we have a moment where we forget the power that this has we'll just keep on trucking yeah I'm so glad that we talked about this today bud like this was a really good conversation for me and and I think it's really important to talk about because even if we know the tools even if we know like to stop speaking negatively to ourselves to that what we think we believe that setting up you know keeping our promises to ourselves, cultivate confidence sometimes you need that reminder and sometimes you need to just talk it out and feel like oh okay yeah we're on we're on track we're like we know what we need to do Exactly. So I'm really glad that we we talked about this, and I hope I hope that this can help someone on their steps to confidence in at least just one area of their life. Again, yeah. it doesn't have to be all at once. Definitely, and also, guys, make sure um, we were lucky enough to be guests on Casually Green podcast yeah. this past. Um, we we just recorded with them recently, so that episode should be airing on Wednesday. So just make sure, please, if you're interested in hearing us with them, to check them out. Subscribe to them, give them a rating um, as well if you are comfortable doing that. Um, they're really cool. Just to give you a really quick insight on what they're about, they are. They talk about sustainability, wellness, mental health, all of the things, but um, they talk about their experiences. And what I love about them is that they keep it casual. That's their little slogan. So, so they don't feel that anyone should be pressured to do any certain thing, but they want to make sure their listeners are informed. And I personally am not very knowledgeable in the area of sustainability. So it's always very interesting to hear their episodes. So make sure to check them out and check us out together on Wednesday. Totally. And also some exciting news you might have seen on Instagram. We launched a merch store. There's a lot of cute things up there. Me and Brenna worked really hard to design some cute stuff. There's phone cases. There's sweatshirts. There's mugs. There's beach towels. There's everything you could ever want. 
everything. Well, not everything, but we're working on it. But um, <laughs> there's some really cute stuff up there. I'm really proud of it. So if you want to sport some Roaring Twenties merch and support the podcast, you can find the link to our little shop in our uh, Roaring Twenties podcast Instagram bio. It's on my personal bio. So check out our merch store. And if you get something... Take a pic, tag us on your Instagram story, and let us know. You want to see what everyone's going to be sporting. I bought a lot of stuff. (laughs) Definitely. Same. And I can't can't wait to keep getting more. (laughs) And also, if there are any any guests or any particular topics that you feel that you need to hear during this, this, the queue, uh, let us know. we're yeah. always open to, to hearing what you guys are interested in. Yes, and please, thank you guys so much, so much for tuning in and continuing to support us. Please, if you know anyone that would benefit from this episode or from this podcast, please share it with your friends, share it with your family. Leave us a five-star rating and a little review. We appreciate you guys so, so much. And we will see you on Friday with Kylie. See you Friday. Bye, guys. Everyone go out there. Be Muhammad Ali. Be confident. We love you. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Roaring Twenties Podcast. Be sure to rate and review wherever you get your podcasts and please subscribe. You're never alone. Our pride sticks together. Tune in every Monday and Friday for new episodes of Roaring Twenties Podcast. You get to start your week with us and end your week with us. With love, Brenda and Julia. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.